Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Now, what's next? Next up! It's the next man up! Next up! The next step. Take the next step. Next up! Next up next. Next up! This team wants to be next. This is Next Up with Stan Norfleet and Chris Gordy. Let's see what's next. Hello and welcome into the program. This is Next Up. Stan Northfleet alongside Chris Gordy. There's Trey Campbell assisting us with our production needs. Thanks to the Sean Salisbury Show and most importantly, all of you for enjoying this ride with us for the next couple of hours here as we start a new month. March 1st, happy birthday, first and foremost, to my brother, Bama Dave. Uh, he will be contributing to the program as we get into SEC talk whenever that starts, that talk starts. Uh, Chris Gordy, hope everybody's having a, a good and safe morning. Uh, we do have a bit of breaking news, and I'll get to that momentarily, but just let me inform you that we will cut our broadcast short as we do have Astros back in action Today versus the Boston Red Sox. That coming up right here on Sports Talk 790 at 11.50. First pitch somewhere around 12.05. Chris Gordy, good morning to you. Uh, and then we'll get ready to jump into some breaking news. How you feeling? You were triggered this time yesterday morning. Ironically, I went and secured a subscription to ESPN Plus so that <laughs> okay, we would have okay. a, a backup account in the event that we need that again. But to you, I say good morning. How you feeling, Gordon? Good morning, man. Yeah, I'm uh, just a little bit taken aback by this uh, breaking news that came out this morning. Um, you know, I know I don't know if you, how much listeners know, but I do a, an SEC podcast kind of on the side and uh, yeah, pro- promote that. Get yeah, that so, baby out. Well, we talked a few weeks ago about the big story out of uh, out of Georgia's Devin Willock, one of their offensive linemen, was killed in a car crash along with a staffer, Chandler LaCroix, who, who helped with recruiting and stuff. And um, uh, Warren McClendon, um, you know, offensive lineman from Georgia, was in that crash. Mm-hmm. He actually was at the Senior Bowl. He survived the crash. But uh, it was a tragic, awful story, and we mm-hmm. thought that was kind of it. And now more details, courtesy of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, come out that Jalen Carter, who some people have projected as the number one player in this, in this draft, was, well, first the story came out this morning that he was on the scene. After lying to police and saying, no, no, I was a mile away from it. So that's kind of like, oh, okay, well, he was on the scene. Why did he lie about it? Well, now we know. They were racing. Uh, investigation found that Chandler LaCroix, the, the deceased who was driving the car that Devin Willock died in, was racing a 2021 Jeep Trackhawk that Jalen Carter was driving. 
Uh, and it said they were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly after leaving the downtown Athens area at 2.30 a.m. They had all been drinking. Uh, it said the evidence demonstrated that both vehicles switched between lanes, drove in the center turning lane, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other mo- motorists, and drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance each other. Uh, the expedition was reportedly traveling at about 104 miles per hour just before the crash. So, I mean, I hate to read between the lines here, but Jalen Carter's racing them. They crash. He comes back and goes, oh, my God, what happened? And then they're like, let's all get out of here. Yeah. It's not a good look. And I don't know if he's criminally to blame for anything, whatever, but the police have arrest, have uh, issued a warrant for his arrest uh, for reckless driving. Let least. me add to that. This is days after Georgia wins their Second consecutive national championship. This was the day of the championship celebration. Correct. So correct. They had the whole parade. So they come back to Athens, and if you understand, Athens is some thirty miles from Metro Atlanta. So a lot of folks from Georgia go back and forth. Uh, Okay. So there are a couple things here. This has huge Texans implications because this is now one less defender that Chicago may not be willing to move all the way down to four in a trade with Indianapolis if they feel Jalen Carter Carter has some type of character concerns, morality issues, whatever you want to frame it as. This, in essence, would be good for the Texans because Chicago couldn't basically stay at one. They take uh, Will Anderson Jr., and then Texans at two get Bryce Young for those that are just hell-bent on Bryce Young. The second piece of that is not knowing the particulars of what was going on in Jalen Carter's head. We know it is official. The arrest warrant was issued. He was not going to work out in Indianapolis anyway. And so he has been pulled from the interviews. Uh, his agents and, and representatives, I imagine, have pulled him from those interviews. At first glance, I thought that was a mistake. Upon looking at some more of the details this morning, that's the right thing to do. Call a timeout for right now. Maybe you don't leave Indianapolis, but maybe you just don't go through with the interviews today. Okay, there's that part. Then here comes the other part, and I'm curious to see where you are on this, Gordon. And we see this spring up from time to time with prospects, with coaches, with GMs, occasionally ownership. If you're looking at the mess that's going on with the Washington Commanders. And that ownership group, where is your sports morality and when does character concern truly seep in? Do I think Jalen Carter is going to fall out of the first round for this? I don't. But that's based on what I know today. New information allows me to take a new perspective. Do I think he's going to be a top five pick? That is tough to say because, Gordy, you brought up an excellent point. We've seen something in this vein before. Uh, it was uh, one of your guys, why can't I, Lyle Collins, mm-hmm. ends up falling out of the draft. If you remember that story, he dated a woman that eventually uh, was fatally taken, and he fell all the way out the draft just by the sheer connection. Dallas ends up getting him undrafted. He signs a lucrative deal in Dallas and then moves on to the Cincinnati Bengals. So Lyle Collins is a guy that has fallen. Houston, Texas own Laramie Tunzel. Now, not related to a fatality, but we all remember the infamous bong video that leaked moments before the first round took off. Tunzel falls. 
Jalen Carter is by far the number one defensive lineman in this draft, and it ain't close. Now, Tyree out of Texas Tech, he's gaining some momentum, but I think on most boards it was still Jalen Carter. Gordy, I don't think he falls out of the first round, but this clearly has Texans, if I can say this, this could benefit the Texans if all, if indeed all it is is accurate. Yeah, and let's just advance the story even more. Statement just moments ago from Georgia head coach Kirby Smart. Quote, the charges announced today are deeply concerning, especially as we are still struggling to cope with the devastating loss, loss of two beloved members of our community. We will continue to cooperate fully with the authorities while supporting these families and assessing what we can learn from this horrible tragedy. Again, at the time of the incident happening, we're all thinking... Man, just awful situation. They went out and, you know, the girl offers to drive, or she's driving the players I think around. she's driving the players because the players she, are drinking. Yeah, she's, she's been drinking. She's been drinking, too, yeah. and, you know, maybe she's fumbling on her cell phone. But we, we were wondering, like, okay, how does that crash happen? Like, how fast were they driving all this? But, again, you just think of it as a senseless tragedy. Well, then, you come to find out, they're ra- she's racing somebody else, another football player, and now it becomes... You know, culpability and, and, and you know, a little well, bit of... I'm going to be careful there because I don't know the Georgia state laws and how that impacts who's considered culpable or not. Well, From I'm, a Jalen I'm not Carter saying he's charged with murder, but I'm just saying, if anything, in a league that, especially this week at the Combine, they want to know everything. They want every character concern. What's your mo- What's your relationship with you, like with your mom? Your parents, your brother, your sister, everything. They're looking for anything to, oh, to I, put a little red... Yeah, I say this all the time, and I hope the fans understand this, those that are listening to the program that love this league. Don't get it misconstrued. Teams are looking for reasons not to pay you. That's what this combine is. This combine is to highlight, to your point, Gordy, all of your deficiencies on and off the field. Let us not forget, just weeks ago, ESPN's draft expert, if you will, Todd McShay, says that he was hearing there were some character concerns associated with Jalen Carter. And then Todd McShay got ripped. Maybe he was talking about this. Maybe he was talking about something else. Todd McShay would later backtrack and apologize for the character concern comment. Now, I've also seen some reports. Go look at what Jalen Carter has done. He was feeding walk-ons to the program off his own NIL money. So I balance both of those out when you talk about character, things like that. At the end of the day, Gordon, do you believe Jalen Carter falls out of the first round? I don't think he falls out of the first round, but I think I, I think all the consensus mocks that had him as the number one overall, I think the Chicago Bears, if they do not trade out and they decide to stick with it, and they, Will Anderson. and they really liked Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, and they maybe had them both you know, yeah, 1A and 1B, correct. I think now they look. Because Will Anderson... I got to hang out with that whole week he was here for the Lombardi Trophy Award. I mean, look, I don't know what he does in his personal life, but that dude is a, like, epitome of what you would think a role model is. His parents were fantastic people. His sister's fantastic. He's smiling, signing every autograph for every, you know, taking every picture he's asked for. Like, just, and everything we heard from him at college was kind of the same thing. Like, this is is a kid that that you want to to be the foundational piece of your team. Does everything the right way. And Jalen Carter, at least up until his point, it felt that way. But, again, an NFL team is going to look at this and go, man, just big bonehead decision here. Well, I would also ask for context. And I say this all the time, and some, some of you listening will agree, some won't. Having been a former Power 5 defender myself, I can tell you, granted I didn't win back-to-back national champions, nor was I going to be a first-round pick, 
But the context is young people, alcohol, college students celebrating. I can understand. I can somewhat reasonably rationalize. Oh, Lord, let me protect my draft status. I can't be associated with this right now. And then you flee the scene. Now, I will be curious to see what the police do. The arrest warrant has been issued. Do they bring him in for questioning? Do they actually arrest him? What takes place? Does he leave Indianapolis? We will continue to monitor the situation. The point that I want to drive home for the Texans fans is not that you applaud that this is where we are, especially in lieu of the respect we want to pay to the deceased. But the sheer facts are if you're the Chicago Bears at one or if you're Arizona at three, that's one less premier defender that's available. You have to take that into consideration. Nick Casario mentioned how he might address some holes on the roster, specifically at the quarterback position. We've looked at this thing every way possible quarterback position, except the one I'm about to bring to you in just a moment. This is next up. Appreciate you rocking with us on Sports Talk 790. I think we're focused on the Texans. We're not necessarily worried about what other teams around us are doing. I mean, you're cognizant of that, but ultimately you have to be prepared to pick wherever you're going to pick and then be prepared to pick whatever players. So I say most teams, again, not to generalize here, but most teams, wherever they pick, you probably have three or four guys that you would feel comfortable taking. So if a team is in front of you and you're only talking about one player, well, that's going to leave two or three other players. So you're either comfortable with that group of players or you're not. So Again, you can't really get too caught up in what other teams are doing. You just try to make decisions that you feel are best for your team and your situation. Welcome back into Next Up here on Wednesday morning, March the 1st, 2023. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. Uh, we are heavily entrenched in the breaking news. If you have not seen or heard that uh, top three, I think it's safe to say, certainly top five, NFL prospect Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, interior defender out of the University of Georgia, has an arrest warrant issued for him. He is in Indianapolis. He was scheduled to meet with teams as each team can meet with 45 players for about 15 to 20 minutes. From what we have seen, he will not be meeting with teams as of today. Everybody, according to today, has reported to Indianapolis, uh, D linemen and linebackers are going to have exams, media interviews, meetings, team interviews, as previously mentioned. The DBs and the specialists are uh, going through exams, da 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 da. But then the O line and running backs were the last position groups to report today. Coverage NFL Network starting tomorrow at what I believe to be three o'clock. I think it goes from three to eight. We can actually see these prospects. We will not be seeing Jalen Carter. I made the point on the way out of the last segment that the Texans, this could be a win under unfortunate circumstances, but this could be a win. This is one less defender that Chicago feels like, all right, there was a scenario where we could get both guys, and maybe they still feel that way once all of this shakes out. But this might scare Chicago to stay and put at one, not doing the deal with Indianapolis or Carolina or uh, Las Vegas. And there's news overnight that the Seahawks, while communicating, trying to re-sign Geno Smith, 
They are now saying, well, at five, we're willing to take a look at this quarterback market as well. A lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of posturing and pandering going on here. That's what NFL draft season is about. Could wind up being beneficial to the Houston Texans. In that same breath, speaking of Indianapolis and the Houston Texans, Gordy, you and I were here and we carry the Nick Casario audio live from Indianapolis yesterday, his 17-minute presser. Casario spoke longer than I thought he would, by the way. Yeah. Now, he didn't say a whole bunch, <laughs> but when you parse through some of the things he did. circles. He does. It's that Belichick school of broadcasting I keep telling people. But I can't parse through some of the things he had to say, and I land on this particular nugget because it impacts everything that you and I have been discussing. We've looked at this quarterback thing six ways from Sunday, but we missed one. And Casario told us that yesterday. Let's hear from Nick Casario right here and the cut that caught my attention upon further review. We know we're going to add to this position. We have one player on the roster currently. Say it's probably going to be a combination of draft, two free agency, could be two draft, could be two, you know, however it goes. So we're going to look at whatever resources we have available to us, try to make the right decision. That was general manager of Texas, Nick Casario. Huh. Did y'all hear the part where he says, you know, we, he says we're going to combination of the draft and free agency. He goes on to say, we could draft two. So it made me think. Why, please, please do. Why, why would Casario do that? And I, I'm looking at your facial expression, Gordy. You, you warm to the idea, obviously. Yes. So it got me to thinking, what if, and this is prior to the Jalen Carter news this morning, so this is, these are my thoughts last night in preparing for the show. What if the Texans... Add a bridge quarterback. Let's call it Jacoby Brissett. Nick Casario, obviously familiar with him from oh. their days in New England. I'm just giving you a bridge guy. It doesn't specifically have to be him. You add a bridge guy, a veteran, or the one or two-year deal. What if the Texans trade out of two and they get down there in the seven, eight, nine range and now you take a Levis or Anthony Richardson? Stay with me. And then... In the draft, somewhere around, I don't know, that 34th pick. Maybe if you're fortunate, they're a 66th pick. They're a first third rounder. You take Max Duggan. Maybe you look at, laugh if you want, Stetson Bennett. Maybe you look at a guy like a Hendon Hooker. So you're saying draft a quarterback in the first and, and another one later. Well, yeah, I'm saying you trade back. You take one of the guys that's going to be a project, Anthony Richardson, less of a project, Levis. You still come back. Maybe it's in the second round. Maybe it's in the third round. You double down and take two quarterbacks. Here's my evidence. Who's the last organization I saw do something like that? The first one that I came mean, to mind, me, Washington in yeah, 2012. Right. Where Mike Shanahan drafted RG3 second overall, and then he came back in the fourth round and got a guy named Kirk Cousins. That's the most famous example. Who was the offensive coordinator on that staff? That would be Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle Shanahan, where D'Amico Ryans and now offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick come from. So that you don't think they've talked with Dad? Okay, speaking of San Francisco, what did San Francisco do? They had Garoppolo 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They had Garoppolo on the team already. They traded up for Trey Lance. They had Trey Lance. And then what did they do after that? Not the same draft, but what did they do after that? The next year? They drafted Brock Purdy in the seventh round. So the people that are the brain trust of this organization, let's go to Casario in New England. What does New England do? They draft one or two quarterbacks every other year, and that's with Tom Brady at the helm. Right. So it's not outside of the reason that this could be a possibility. That's why I was surprised they didn't at least. When all those quarterbacks started falling last year, why they didn't pull the trigger on a Malik Willis or Matt Corral. Sam Howell in the fifth round. One of those guys that was falling, it just... When you looked at the quarterback room, you went, all right, they brought in Kyle Allen and you had Davis Mills. And we still, I guess they they didn't, quote unquote, know what they had in Davis Mills yet. But I, I always I say, like, what's wrong with taking one every year? What's wrong with trying to find a diamond in the rough, a developmental quarterback? And, and, and like New England did for years. If he's good and you got your starter, you could trade him. Flip him for a, a second-round pick or something. No question. So, uh, I'm with you, I, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different on you. I don't think they need a bridge. I think you have Davis Mills here already. Davis Mills has shown he's he's a capable enough backup. Oh, look who's come around oh, to no, that no, idea. Backup. Back I said the word backup. What I'm saying is in that scenario, let's say it is Anthony Richardson. And let's say you go in the second or third round and you get him the hooker. Davis Mills is likely the week one starter. Maybe. We'll, we'll see how everybody performs our training camp. But it's healthy competition, which is your but point. But I would rather that room, I would rather look at a quarterback room with two dynamic rookies, and a Davis Mills than I would wasting my time on a Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett. You win way more Tyron games. Taylor. You win more games with those veteran QBs than you do with the I, young dudes. I'm not interested in, in winning games just yet. I'm w- interested in winning games with my franchise quarterback. And I That's guarantee the you, the men in that coaching staff room and the, and Nick Casario in the front office and the players in that locker room, they're interested in winning as many games on Sunday as possible. No, 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 they are, but they're they're also we're building from the top here. Like, let's go, let's find our. Top Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow are franchise quarterbacks. I I get it. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But you can win games and do that. But going to run for a a bridge quarterback, that sort of thing, to try to win games this year, that's what somebody who's on the hot seat does. That's what somebody who's trying to save their job. These guys, D'Amico's fresh. Nobody's If they win four games this year, but they look competent and they look improved, like nobody's going to go fire D'Amico. Everybody's going to go, look, we get it. You're building. But D'Amico understands the way you sell your vision to the locker room. He's an unproven. He's a first-time head coach. They go out and win more games. He can then tell the locker room. He can tell free agents. This is why you want to be a part of this. Look at where we're going. You know what you sell free agents to the fans? Franchise quarterback. That's our vision. I'm not saying you you can do both. I also look at Casario in this notion of drafting two quarterbacks and trading back in the first round. What did Nick Casario do last year when he traded back in the first round from 13 to 15? Casario used words in the presser yesterday like value, cost-benefit analysis. He used words like fit. 
I just don't think, and it's a scenario, Gordy, and we'll ask Aaron Wilson, who we're about to hear from live from Indianapolis momentarily. Aaron Wilson, you know him. He's uh, covering the Texans and the NFL on KPRC2, previously with the Houston Chronicle and the Baltimore Sun. We just hadn't discussed adding two quarterbacks in this draft and perhaps moving back to do so. Hearing Nick Casario yesterday and looking at the lineage of where this group comes from, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, what Casario did last year, the Patriots' philosophy, the Patriot way, very, very intriguing for me. We'll go to Indianapolis. Let's hear from Aaron Wilson. How does this Jalen Carter thing impact the Houston Texans? This is next up on Sports Talk 790. What's going on, H-Town? Stan Sportsman here. At least that's what the Twitter handle says. He's at Chris Gordy. And, of course, we are at Sports Talk 790. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Uh, came in hot this morning. You know, News out of Indianapolis. Arrest warrant issued for top three, certainly top five prospect, interior defensive lineman out of University of Georgia, Jalen Carter. Uh, apparently, uh, there's investigation that says that uh, the two fatalities of the University of Georgia program, a staffer and a player, were essentially they were racing Jalen Carter uh, the day that they celebrated their second consecutive national championship back in January. So to get what that means for the Houston Texans, and we got to have boots on the ground, so to speak. We go out to Indianapolis now and welcome in a gentleman that is no stranger to the station and to this program. He covers the NFL and the Texans for KPRC2, formerly of the Houston Chronicle, our man, Mr. Aaron Wilson. Mr. Wilson, good morning. North Fleet and Gordy here. Good morning, Stan. Good morning, Chris. How you guys doing? Fantastic, brother. Hope you are. Not sure how much rest you, how much rest you got. Rather, what time did you leave <laughs> St. Elmo's? I was at uh, the Prime Forty Seven. Nice. I did leave at three. I was uh, socializing, and uh, yeah, it was good to see a lot of friends, and uh, may have gotten a little bit of information while I was there uh, from. You know, a few people that work in the league sources. or work with the league. So, yeah, sources. Uh, sources. But, uh, yeah, it's always good. That's the thing. Uh, you know, the the stuff at the podium and all these things that we do during the day, they're great. It's great to talk to everyone, but you need more information. So you have to basically your job is, is twofold. You have to cover the combine in terms of, well, this is what people said. This is how the people ran. But then you want the free agency information. And that's what a lot of the media hears. Can't just sit in your room or stare at your computer all day. You got to get out and, and talk to people. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, I like to, you know, get out and interact with people. And you know, some of it's just like you're just hanging out with your friends, and maybe some information comes to you. But yeah, I mean, heard a little bit about Quentin Johnston and <clears throat> him meeting with the Texans and things like that. And then Will Anderson told us this morning that <clears throat> he met with the Texans and the Bears. Not surprisingly, they'll meet with all the top top prospects. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. So speaking of what you're hearing, obviously breaking news there in Indianapolis, the Jaden Carter story that I referenced to open this segment. What are you hearing? How do you feel this might impact? I don't know if this was scuttlebutt last night. How might this impact the Texans, the Jalen Carter news? Right. Yeah. You know, just in being sensitive to the situation, obviously, they're, first of all, more important things than in the football. um, And we all know that the deal with him is 
you know, do I think he's going to jail? No, I think he'll be available to be drafted wherever they want to pick him. Will it affect his stock? Yes. And if it does, if he is sliding, then that means another team, perhaps Chicago, which I think had him, you know, was considering him, he's going to be available not just at one and two, but you know, three, four, five. And he'll be an opportunity for someone because he is a great football player. And I just don't know if it's going to mean he slides out of the top ten or if it's just like maybe later in the top ten. I still think that someone will draft him. Here's the deal. I mean, yeah, and this is an awful situation. It's a tragedy. But they're not pushing for a felony. They're pushing for misdemeanors. He's not going to be suspended. I don't expect him to, you know, even if convicted, to go to jail. Uh, I think he'll be available to play football. And teams will have to make a, you know, character assessment of him and what happened. And we still don't know enough to, you know, really reach lasting conclusions because it's just a, it's an allegation. Yes, he's there arrest warrants, and you know we do expect him to be arrested and to have to uh, go through the process and be fingerprinted and all that stuff. And I'm sure he'll get the best lawyer that he can get. And Drew Rosenhaus is representing him, and obviously, you know, you saw those photos of people at the, at the podium. We knew he wasn't going to talk, and he did not. So he's not going to do interviews. He's going to finish his medical. He's already met with the teams, and he's going to leave and go back to Georgia to go through the legal process, and which is the right thing to do. That's what he has to do. And uh, until this thing is resolved, obviously, there's going to be a lot of stories. There's going to be a lot of, you know. Why did he handle this situation allegedly the way he did in terms of uh, not being forthcoming with the police? Why did he change his story? And I think you're probably going to hear at some point from him or through his lawyer that he panicked, that he, you know, freaked out and didn't do the right thing. And teams will have to decide what does that mean about him? What kind of character and judgment does he have? But I don't think this is any kind of career ender. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm being practical here. I'm not want to, you know, just, you know, hell, we'll all, all we care about football. And because, you know, there's more important things. You know, these there were two lives, young lives, tragically lost. And it's, it's a sad situation. And, uh, you know, but there are consequences for your actions. Well, let, let's bring it back here. Uh, Aaron, as you stand right now, um, what are you hearing on the concerns for Bryce Young and his size, not just his height, but... You know, weight and all that, because we've been hearing a lot of people saying that that those are big concerns. And I know he's not going to throw there. He's going to wait for his pro day. Uh, And and where you stand right now, how convinced are you the Texans are going to go quarterback with that number two pick, whether it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or whoever? I think they will draft a quarterback. I think that this is the time to do that, that they should draft a quarterback. I think that they may not be able to stay at two and necessarily get Bryce. You know, I think, you know, there's some competition for him. They may have to move or to make a decision, you know what, if we can't get him, is there a plan B that we think is good enough to forego these defensive players or better prospects? But, you know, and you need defense too, but I think that, you know, it's a quarterback league. If you don't have a quarterback, a good quarterback, I mean, where are you? You know, do I think they're one player away? No, I think Nick Cassero is being very honest that they need lots of players. They Not just a you know, only in the quarterback business, they got to get a wide receiver. They got to do a lot of stuff. They need defensive tackles. They need edge rushers. They need a safety. They need a lot of stuff. But there's no more important position than quarterback. And yeah, I, I think if he's there, I think they would pick him. I also think they'll entertain, depending on the cost, possibly moving up. And you know, I'm not reporting that they definitely will do that. I'm just saying what I expect. 
I think that they are very fluid and flexible, and that's what you want to be when you're in a draft, and they've got the capital to move up or back. I think they're in a good situation, but you've got to get a quarterback. I mean, you can't just, you know, be bad again and wait for Caleb Williams. And I've heard of nothing about them being involved in, you know, at, to this point. You know, maybe that changes. They're not like, you know, meeting with their car. They're not doing things like that. Right. Well, let me ask you real, that, on that note, yeah. Aaron, what what does, what can C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson, what can they show this week that maybe in the Texans' minds, jump up to, to the number two spot. For C.J. Stroud, what he needs to show is that he can process fast, get on the board, impress them. I, I think that's important for him. I think that, you know, we've always talked about, you know, he did impress, and obviously, you know, at the end of the season, you know, the ability to go off script a little bit. Will Levis, you know, people want to know a little bit more about his personality, you know, just kind of what, what's he about, his consistency, why was he inconsistent? But, you know, the, ultimately you have to go off the tape. And then Anthony Richardson, great athlete, you know, like Cam Newton type of athlete, I think, but inaccurate. Can you teach the accuracy? Is he a stretch? I think he is. If he's somebody of a reach there to pick him that early, I mean, you know, but I do think he'll, you know, have a good career. It's just, you know, you got to be patient with him. He's going to take time. I think ultimately you're going to kind of confirm some things that you already believe about these guys, some of the things that I was just saying, that, you know, many in the NFL, that's how they feel about them. It, these guys all have something wrong with them. The only one, Bryce is the guy that, he's got the it factor to me, and he's very mature. You just wish that he wasn't so small. But I, I, you were talking about his weight. I think he'll be like 197, 198, and he'll be sub six foot. All right, Aaron Wilson of KPRC2, NFL man, Houston Texans insider. Uh, we certainly remember him from his days at the Chronicle. Aaron, got you about 30 seconds that we need to slide, brother, but I, I have to get this in as well. When you, th just all the information you have, when you think about the notion of trading up, when you think about the notion of trading back, and I introduced a, a third component that we had not discussed on this program, and I don't believe on this station, the idea of Casario, because something he said yesterday, drafting two quarterbacks. How would you rank those options based on the likelihood, given the information that you have? I think the likelihood is that he drafts at two. Uh, I think that's the most likely option to not expend the draft capital, to keep it, to continue to build the roster. I think if it, the price is not too exorbitant, and maybe it won't be, if you just have to have that player, you make sure. And if you have to give up a little bit. But more likely, I think, is he stays at two, and he can get a outstanding football player. I would just stay if I'm him. I don't know about... You know, if you want to draft another guy, maybe to be a backup, um, I'm not sure. I think, you know, this is the time to say stuff. I don't know how much stock. I think if you draft another guy, you draft him late. There he is, live from Indianapolis, friend of the show, friend of the program, insider for the Texans, NFL, know-it-all. And I mean that with all due respect, because he does know a lot of stuff. Mr. Aaron Wilson, make sure you follow this man on social media. He is at, as soon as I bring it up, at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Hey, Doug, we appreciate you joining us here on Next Up, brother. Be appreciate safe. you guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, we go from the football team in town to the basketball team in town. History made at the Toyota Center last night. More to come. This is next up. Your money. Mm. 
Hour one almost in the books here on Sports Talk 790. Name of the show is next up. At Stan Sportsman, that would be me. At Chris Gordy, that would be him. Appreciate Trey Campbell on the other side of the screen. Keeping us uh or keeping us with it between the navigational beacons is what they say in Radio World. Thanks to all of you out there in H Town for hanging out with us. We just heard from Sports Talk 790 contributor, KPRC2, Texans Insider, Aaron Wilson from Indianapolis, as the Scuttlebutt continues to react to interior defensive lineman Jalen Carter of Georgia, a essentially top five lock. Uh, prior to the arrest warrant that was issued for him today, um, he has left Indianapolis from what Aaron Wilson told us. The chatter continues to be about quarterbacks and, and what the Texans might do. Aaron believes that the Texans will stay at two and make a selection. We leave Indianapolis and we come home to H-Town as history was made last night over at the Toyota Center as the Rockets fall. 133-112 to the number one team in the West, the Denver Nuggets. And the history I reference, yeah, th that guy. The reigning two-time MVP of the league, Nikola Jokic, logged his 100th triple-double. Jokic, what'd he go for? Jokic went for 14, 11, and 10. He was plus 31, and he didn't play in the fourth quarter. So, Gordy, I come to you, and I, before I get to the rest of this, Gordy, if I told you Rockets played last night, you didn't know the score. Rockets played last night. Jokic only had 14. You would say what? Jalen Green back on the floor, by the way. He had been out the two games with the groin, left groin. Mm -hmm. Jalen Green back, Rockets at home, not the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Jokic has 14. You say what? Uh, that The Rockets probably still lost. Just no no confidence, no, no faith in the squad? No, this is a terrible basketball team. They've won 13 games. They beat somebody. They were playing a good stretch in late November, 13. December. They won 13 games. It's not like, I mean, it's bad, but they have looked good in spurts is yeah, my this, point. This point a year ago, they had 15 wins, so, you know. They're pacing? <laughs> no, they're, they're actually I'm behind, laughing at you, not the team. They're behind pace. They're behind pace. All right, let me get this nugget in. Denver has now won 10 consecutive games versus our Houston Rockets. Rockets currently on a 10-game losing streak overall versus the rest of the league. I mentioned that Jalen Green was back in the starting lineup. And listen, this one was over in the first quarter. First quarter, Jamal Murray shoots 60%, 50% from three. He had a game-high 16 points of his 32 at the end of the first quarter. As a team, the Nuggets shot 65%. Now, the Rockets didn't shoot bad. Rocket shot 54%. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. But yet it was still an 11-point margin at the end of the first. Rockets give up 41 points again in, in another quarter. This one to start things. You got Jabari Smith Jr. was over in the first quarter, and essentially everything that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. put up essentially in the first quarter went down. That lead would grow by the second half. Rockets down 20 in the second half. Rockets shoot a putrid 23% from three in the first half. This was about offense for me. The Denver Nuggets, from a field goal percentage standpoint, the best team in the league, what? shooting some 51%. Why, why, are you, why are you getting so in-depth on this? Rockets shoot 45%. They're That's bad. last in the league. Yeah, they're terrible. They lost. They lost to the best team in the West. That's your headline. That's all you got to say. No. Moving on. No. For those of Let's us. Talk that, Victor. For Let's those, talk Victor. For those of us that love the NBA. We have I to. I love the NBA too. We got to get into the week. Not watching the Rockets right now. We, I text you during it's the game. Bad. I said, Gordy, guess what I'm doing? Gordy's like, what? I said, I'm watching the Rockets. He was like, ugh. I said, don't, you, I said, you said don't torture yourself. You like sent the emoji with the guy peeking between his fingers. Like, my goodness. Look, I'm not telling people. Like, go to the look. If you, if you want to buy tickets, you want to go see the team. Go see the team. And, I'm and going watch, over there and next watch week. The young talent. Yeah. But for us to spend, break down the box scores, man, there's no point. There's no reason to. This I want to know how this young team. I, yesterday, you and I got into some comments from Rafael Stone, mm-hmm. general manager of the Houston, Houston Texans of the Houston Rockets. And I wanted to see how does this young team stack up against the best team in their conference. You know how this team's going to stack up. Well, they lost three games or ten Kelly, games in a row. To Kelly Eco and Sam Amick with a story out today on the Athletic. James Harden, the Houston Rockets, and an undeniable bond that refuses to go away. Why? Cool from Tillman. We let you're this. always welcome back here. Why won't the we Rockets, let this die? The Rockets are bringing back James. Harden. James Harden is not putting on Rockets uniform in terms of playing on the floor. Yes, he will. Will he come back and ceremoniously retire? Yes. No, he I is like, coming I like back. James. We got 60 million cap space. Uh, we're not. We the, why would you? No. Listen to this. Listen to no, this. We're bringing no. back James. We got room for another star. Oh, my God. And we're drafting Victor. Oh, my God. Tell me you wouldn't go watch that next well, year. Well, of course I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch if it's just Victor without James. James Harden does not stimulate young player growth. That's not where he is. I can't see I, his. I want him to stimulate the basket. And I put, can't and, and put see. put up points. I That's what we need. I cannot see James Harden being a mentor, big bro, teaching the young guys really good NBA habits because James Harden isn't known for really good NBA habits. He's, I will say this, though. filling it up. It takes more Getting than that. Assists. It's a culture. We're building a culture here. He's going to average like 14 assists next year with Shingoon and Jabari Smith. I can't. I can't wait. I do need to highlight this. Uh, second straight double double for Tari Eason, 17 and 12 for him. Uh, I got to at least try and highlight some positives over there. Not a ton of them to work with, but it is what it is. Oh, I did see this too. 
Rockets, number nine in the NBA in points in the paint. You would think with long players like Michael Porter Jr., you know they have Jokic and others, you would think how would this team fare versus that type of size. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is a long wing defender. Rockets, 70 points in the paint to the nug, 62. I'm just saying. We come back momentarily and we continue not necessarily Rockets conversation. We talked to an NBA veteran, a champion, 14 years this man. Got a very, very popular podcast, and him and his crew are coming to Houston. Hear why on the other side, and hear who on Next Up, Sports Talk 790. Now, what's next? Next Up! It's the next man up. Next Up! Next Step, take the next step. Next Up! Next Up, next. Next Up! This is Next Up with Stan Norfleet and Chris Gordy. Let's see what's next. Stan Norfleet, Dax, Chris Gordy, Houston. We are your home of Houston sports. And obviously we're getting ready for March Madness. Final Four will be right here over off Kirby at NRG Stadium. And it wouldn't be March Madness, it wouldn't be basketball if we didn't get in touch with the folks that know the area. So let's welcome into the program a man right here in Steven Jackson. I call him Stax, 14-year NBA veteran, NBA champion, and a man that's no stranger to H-Town. Welcome in the next up with Stan Northland and Chris Gordon. What's going on, Stax? Not much, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Man, no good. Now, tell us the truth. When the last time you been to H-Town, bro? Uh, two weeks ago. Okay, so you stay coming through. You didn't change. Because, you know, they say when you get that Showtime money, you change, my Jesus. Nah, I ain't changed at all. And you know what? I'm, 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 at, I'm at Turkey Leg Hut consistently. No, there it is. <laughs> say less, say less, say less. Well, look, there, there's a reason that you'll be coming back to H-Town around March Madness and the Final Four, so we'll get to that momentarily. But first, if we could, obviously, you're talking about the league, and let me commend what you and Matt and your team has built I've seen you guys in terms of the content that you put out from day one. If you could, real quickly, just the process to get to where a Showtime will want you will want to do business with you and get down the process of building it. What can you speak to there? Well, I mean, you know, one just having God's favor is one thing. I mean, uh, I always say the benefits of being real are so beneficial. Me and Matt have been friends for a while, and at the time, you know, me and him was both killing ESPN and Fox. Uh, doing all the shows, making all those shows hot. And uh, like I said, we've been brothers. He had came up with an idea for us to do our own show. I had no idea what the show would be or what it would be about or how we would do it. Uh, he came up with the idea, and uh, he knew some of the right people. You know, Matt knew a lot of the right people. And, uh, you know, we just took advantage of the opportunity. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of things with us, we don't get opportunities. So when we do, we take advantage of them, and I think we did a great job of that. Talking with Steven Jackson, of course, he and Matt Barnes with all the smoke on Showtime and, of course, the podcast and all that out there. Uh, Steven, we, we're the home of the Rockets here. And, look, in good times and in bad, we've had some really good runs with James Harden and Chris Paul and Dwight Howard and all those fun years. And we're going through it right now. These last three years have been pretty difficult, and uh, this one seems the most tenuous. What do you make of the Rockets where they are? It looks like they're going to be you know, picking again top three in the draft. Um, but Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Alpi Shingun, they've got all this young talent, but for whatever reason, man, it just doesn't look like it's gotten any better. Where where are you on the Rockets this year? Young team, um, 
head coach is my cousin Steve Silas. So, you know, he's, he's they they have a great young coach. But I think just the, the kids that they have on the team just, just need some playing time and need experience. Obviously, you know, the league has got away from having one or two good vets on the roster to continue to continue these mold these kids and kind of guide them in the right direction, learn them, to teach them how to be pros and and learn the NBA, you know, the, the structure of the NBA. And a lot of kids don't know that and they don't have that guidance. So this team is going through a lot of a, a lot of growing pains. And I think having another draft pick would help, but they're gonna to need to get a star in there or some veteran guys that are guide these young guys. Stacks, let's keep it a buck. From what we're hearing, Brian Windhorst, uh, uh, Gavoni, uh, Zach Lowe, others are talking about, they're using, and I quote, it's a mess in there. We heard what Jay Wall said on a pod a few months, uh, a month or so ago. Stats, keep it 100. Are bad habits forming in that locker room? I'm asking you to speak to the culture based on what you can share. I know you'll keep it real with me. Well, losing, losing is a bad habit. When you don't have that winning attitude in the organization, when you don't have the players that feeling like willing, when you don't have a leader, and they don't have none of that. Like I said, Stephen Silas is a great guy, but it takes more than a great coach to get the organization going in the right direction. Losing James Harden was big, and they haven't recovered from that. So it's going to take a lot of people. You have to blame the top because if the top don't have a winning attitude, then it's not going to trickle down to the locker room or the players. You mentioned losing James Harden, and it's so interesting. We've heard these rumors and these reports out there that Harden would be very interested in a return to Houston, possibly oh, hits free agency oh. this offseason. I mean, it, it suddenly starts to look a lot better when you talk about top five picks like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, maybe Victor Wembanyama is, is here. Would a Harden return, would that even make sense in that world with him coming back with all his years of experience with all this young talent? It makes no sense. I mean, Harden loves Houston. Houston loves Harden. No question. He had some great years there in his career, come and retire. It makes sense. But right now, how is that benefiting the team? How is that getting the team to a winning organization? How is it getting the team going to in the right direction of these young kids growing? That's not going to help anything right now. If you're going to bring James Harden and Embiid, yeah, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but just bringing him is, is, is not going to do anything but make the people in Houston happy and make James happy because he loves Houston. So let's we're going to keep it rockets, and I'm just thinking about the, the current state of the league, man. And, and what we're talking about is the potential to add what many are calling the best prospect coming into the league since LeBron James. You've heard it as well, French's uh, 19-year-old sensation, Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, I saw the video over the weekend of him getting backed down and boomed on by somebody. I'm not going to let one play deter me from what other aficionados tell me about him. Jack, you know this game, backwards and forwards, man. Is is this a guy in Victor that can plug into this organization? Can he be a, the magic elixir to bring all these pieces together? Is he truly that type of talent from what you've seen and heard? I definitely believe so. I mean, the greatest got dunked on. Shaq got dunked on. Tim Duncan get dunked on. I mean, that's a part of the game. I mean, you got to love the fact that he's trying to block shots. You never want a big guy that tall that's afraid to be dunked on. This kid is special. Like LeBron said, we haven't seen it before. I think getting the opportunity, the upside he has already is, is crazy. His height, the ability, the things he can do with the ball at that size, all things we've never seen before. So it's going to be exciting. Whatever team he's going to, he's going to change the organization. If the Rockets get him, that's a big step in the right direction. 
if I could real quick, Stax, Ed, because I'm, uh, you got me thinking about these young guys. And I saw, you know, how the Golden State Warriors and, and because of the foundation, quite frankly, that players like you said and they came there behind it. And those young guys grew up together. I'm looking at what's going on in Memphis. Young guys grew up together. Milwaukee, they trade for Middleton. They draft Giannis. Young guys grew up together. When you look around at the, the health of the overall league, do you feel good about what our young players, how they're developing their mentality and approach to the game? Yes and no. Um, you still have some guys that approach the game and plan the game the right way and respect the game the right way. But then you got a lot of guys that are in positions that they're really not working for or don't deserve, in my opinion. Um, a lot of guys, you know, they try to t- talk about this uh, low management stuff. But they're not really talking about how what Pop really used it for. I was on that team when Pop started. We relied on Tim so much, and Tim played so many games in that regular season. If Pop rep- rested Tim three games out of those five, then that's what he did. But that was at the end of the season. So uh, I hate to I hate the fact that these guys feel like that. Hey, I, I don't even have to be hurt. But if I show up to the game and say I don't feel like playing, I don't have to because I'm tired. That's it, it. That's different than not playing because you're injured. And I think. The fact that a lot of guys can do that low management, that's really killing me. And I think a lot of guys need to appreciate the game more and play the, and play when they're supposed to play because we took pride in playing 82. <laughs> Talking with Port Arthur's own Steven Jackson. Of course, Steven is uh, appearing on behalf of Showtime Basketball. Steven and Matt Barnes with all the smoke. They are teaming up with Paul Pierce. They're all going to be special guests in an event going down here in Houston in a couple weeks. Part of the March Madness, uh, Final Four stuff going on. Buffalo Wild Wings, they are putting in a bed and breakfast in a Houston area location. One lucky fan and a guest are going to create the best video explaining how they can go all in on college basketball with B-Dubs, get an exclusive trip to Houston for the bed and breakfast experience and tickets to the yeah. Final Four. And you guys are going to be doing your podcast live from there, right? We're honored, man. Buffalo Wild Wings, we did something last year during some league with Jared, with uh, Jared Smith. And we're honored to be partnering with them again. We're doing a live show at B-Dubs in Houston for, uh, for, Mar- for March Madness. And it's going to be crazy, man. We're going to have a real good time. E-Wing. Uh, I'm going to try this game out, man. It's the game. So you get to eat the stickiest wings you want or whatever wings you like. Then go have a shooting contest. So I'm, I, I get a chance to see how really, how really how, how good my jumper really is. That part. <laughs> well, look, man, I, I think that it's interesting what you're doing and, and not just the podcast standpoint, but teaming up uh, with, with Showtime, obviously, and Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, you're an NBA champion. You played in big games. You played overseas. All the things. One of the things, however, that's not on the resume is March Madness. I've always wondered how do guys that didn't necessarily play in that environment, how do you view it from an outside standpoint? Do you regret not being a part of it, so to speak? Well, well, I can answer that question two ways. One, I came out and I signed with the University, University of Arizona. We had the number one recruiting class with Mike Bibb and Eugene Erickson, and they went on to win the national championship. So I barely missed out on the national championship. <laughs> two, all the kids that's in the tournament and the top players in the country, I coach every year in the, in the Allen Iverson uh, Classic. So I have a relationship with a lot of these kids on a lot of these teams that's going to be playing in these games. So uh, I'm fans of a lot of them, and it's good to see you know, these kids grow and get an opportunity to play at the next level. And speaking about playing at the next level and becoming a collegiate champion, I catch, uh, I caught word rather that you're going to have a collegiate champion, a big time player out of the University of South Carolina. Speak to some special guests that may flow through there. 
and we got AJ. I mean, Asia, excuse me, Asia, and we got Paul Pierce and Matt Barnes. But but I think you know, Asia's going to give us a side of it that a lot of us can't speak of. You know what I'm saying? Because she she had a a deeper experience than than, than we can even talk about in as far as foreign college. Uh, but Matt and uh, and Paul, they they had their experiences as well. You know, with playing in, in the tournament and, and being in college. You know, uh, Paul Pierce is a diehard Kansas uh, Jayhawk, and uh, he, he's going to stand behind them and talk about them uh, all day, like like they the best things to slice bread. Matt loves as he does with everything. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And Matt and Matt loves UCLA, but he's not as confident as he should be. He said they hasn't been haven't been playing well. Um, so he, he's kind of worried about them in the time. But for me, like I said, I have a lot of kids, you know, all these teams that I've coached in the out and the games that I'm going to enjoy. Because this, that's going to be my first time uh, being able to be there and enjoy these games. So I'm super excited. So shout out to B-Dub. Yeah, we're going to keep reminding our listeners about this. This is going to be a March 17th at the Buffalo Wild Wings location up in New Caney in front of a live audience. Asia Wilson there. Of course, Paul Pierce, along with uh, Stephen Jackson, who's here with us, and his partner, Matt Barnes. Don't forget Houston rapper Mike Jones. Mike Jones still yeah, around. Don't Mike leave out Jones. my man. in the house, Who? too. Yeah, Mike and that Jones. boy Jones. <laughs> hey, Stephen, do, do you remember the phone number? Uh, 281. 30 oh, phone. So make sure to to the listeners, make sure you get out there, man. Talk some NBA. And I mean, one of the things I respect, because in this industry, when you got these major corporations and you know how this goes, the major networks, the major stations paying you, you know, you, you can't really let it all the way out. So you and Matt Barnes and Paul Pierce, uh, yeah, I know you know, my man Perk, like you guys and your willingness, whether people like it, don't like it, you have been a voice for those of us that for corporate situations can't necessarily keep it all the way 100. So we'll continue to tell our listeners, people that are coming in town for the game, get up there to New Caney, get in front of these brothers, learn something. They got experiences too, because Jack, I know y'all talk about more than basketball too. I'm sure there are going to be some life lessons, some stories, some experiences that come out of this as well, eh? I mean, I definitely agree. I'm glad you said that. I mean, that's one thing, reason why we've been able to have success and touch so many different people because me and Matt, we wear our emotions on our sleeves. You know, we don't, we, we don't just talk about basketball because in our life, people know us from more than basketball. You know, they know me from George Floyd. They know me from so other, so, so, so many other things outside of basketball and all the smoke. You know, I think people respect that we don't bring people on our show to get that click. I'll get them to say something that 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 that, that they're gonna regret, so people can watch our show. We bring people on for one, we're fans of them too. We want to give them uh, their flowers, and three, we love the fact that we control our own narrative. So we're giving the players and people who mis- misunderstood for so long to control their own narrative. And uh, I think that's important today that we control because too many people been telling our story. Too many people been saying what they think about Stephen Jackson or what Stephen Jackson is. Whereas I, I love the fact that I get the opportunity for people to see me people to hear it out of my mouth and know who I really am from the bottom of my heart when for so long people thought I was just a thug for, you know, the things I've done in the NBA, you know, running fans and helping my teammates. But one thing I will say. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is it three times I've been in anything? It was me being a loyal teammate and, and, and being my brother's keeper. I wouldn't change that for the world. As real as they come. You heard it right there from Port Arthur's own, the man quite familiar with H-Town. That's Steven Jackson. We call him Stack NBA vet, 14-year NBA vet and champion. Down with all the Smoke Podcasts, his partner Matt Barnes. They've teamed up. Showtime is co-signing Buffalo Wild Wings, new location in New Caney. We're going to be out there. It is open to the public. March 16th and 17th, they got special guests. Come out there. They tape, and the lucky winner is going to get special treatment. You overnight. Man, they're doing so much stuff. This is a unique package for a unique partnership. All the Smoke Podcasts, thanks to Steve and Jack. Jack, I may pull up on you. Come check y'all out, man, for real. Man, please pull up and everybody pull up. Can you imagine somebody being able to spend a night and be dubbed? <laughs> Listen, man, I don't think they got enough looking wings for me and my crew. Look, I'm from Southwest ATL, Jack. You already know how we go get it. And hey, 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 we, hey, we going to run it up. We going to run it up. You already know what time it is. Hey, man, appreciate your time, no doubt. Please tell Matt we said hello. Sorry he couldn't make this one, but we'll be sure to come check you guys out and get the word out so people pull up and support you. Keep being a hundred. Keep doing great things, man. We appreciate you coming by next and up. I, I really appreciate you, brother, man. Y'all have a blessed day. All right, same to you. That was NBA veteran and champion Steven Jackson joining us on Next Up. This is Sports Talk 790. Slide through. We back in a sec. Mike John, John. Mike John, John. Here we are on a Wednesday morning, March 1st, 2023, and the show is next up. Appreciate all of you in the various capacities that you're moving around the city. Uh, certainly first responders, you know, our military veterans and active and I could go on, you know, our police that all of that. I could go all over the board uh, with folks that make it easier for us here and allow us to do the things that we do. Higher Top River Oaks in the Sports Talk 790 studios. I'm staying Northfleet. That's Chris Gordy. Appreciate Trey for assisting us there. Just heard from an NBA veteran, a champion, 14 years this man spending the NBA. He's no stranger to the city of Houston. Man originates from Port Arthur. Let's do the deal now, guys. Uh, let's give us a shot. 713-212-5790. Let's get these Roughneck tickets. Roughnecks and, and Gordy, I know you and I talked about it yesterday. Roughnecks back in action versus the San Antonio Brahmas. That would be Saturday night at 7 at TD ECU Stadium on the campus of the University of Houston, otherwise known as U of H. Now, the, the guy I just referenced, yeah, he's known to be one of these roughneck type of guys. So it fits with what we're doing. Houston Roughnecks undefeated 2-0, 713-212-5790. Who do we just hear from in the previous segment? I'll tell you. His name is Steven Jackson. I'll call him Stacks. More importantly, who has he teamed up with for a Final Four event taking place out in New Caney? Appreciate Chris Gordy for setting up that interview and coordinate that. 
By the way, the tickets are uh, it's Saturday, March or I'm sorry, it's March fifth. Saturday, so March fifth. That's Sunday. Ne- that's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. I said Saturday. There we go. I knew somebody was gonna get they me straight. They play on Saturdays and Sundays. It's hard. To right. They just played on Sunday. Sunday was at six o'clock. So they play on Saturdays and Sundays. Even the games on ESPN. Undefeated. Thursday, uh, they play on Thursdays on ESPN, does the XFL. So, yes, Sunday, March 5th, 7 p.m., TD ECU Stadium. Give us a shout. Talk to Trey, 713-212-5790. A Freudian slip by me. Let's get back into some Texans talk because there's so much to parse from the things that are coming out. Uh, the combine is underway. Uh, for those that don't know, everybody has reported now. Uh, offensive linemen and running backs was the last group to report today. Uh, you heard the breaking news to start this show a little bit over an hour ago. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, interior player for the University of Georgia, has an arrest. Yeah, has an arrest warrant that has been issued, and uh, that's going to impact the Texans. Like. Teams may not, Chicago may not be willing to move down now. What does Arizona do at three? They're hell-bent on getting one of those two defenders. We know that. Will Jalen Carter still get taken? Do the Houston Texans now look at Jalen Carter and go, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. we can get the quarterback later. Let's let's take this guy right here. He helps what we want to do. If you look at what D'Amico has done in San Francisco, the interior there and what they've done with those guys on the interior, Ken Law and who's my other one on the, on the inside? They traded away Solomon Thomas, but you know their interior presence there. We know what Bolsa is on the outside. Those guys get after it. Yeah, but I don't know. They, the Texans have always Eric Armstead, who we were thinking. That's what I'm trying to say. They yes. um, we always think of uh, the, the Texans have always kind of skewed away from anybody that's any kind of uh, distraction. Any kind of anything. You know, oh, this guy was pulled over for wheat. Ah, it's off our board. We don't want him. You know, Casario so. has a thing, to your point, right? Wasn't it? There was a rub with a Minihue. There was a rub with Deontay Foreman. We now have a Brandon Cook scenario. And, not, and Cook's isn't necessarily off the field, but just Casario strikes to me like maybe he gets in his feelings they, a little bit. They like, you know, the, their whole thing the last couple of years. Have been, in fact, it was when uh, Jack Easterby was in the building. Oh, they, yeah, there Jack. was this chain effect of they only brought in guys who, and it was weird, and I'm not saying anything against having being strong in your faith and being a God person and all yeah. that, but, oh. it, but it felt like every guy they were signing in free agency a couple of years ago, like even Mark Ingram and all these guys, it was all guys that were like outwardly, outwardly outspoken about their faith, had some kind of Bible verse in their Twitter profile, it was all that, and it was weird because we were like, wait a minute. One or two or three is a coincidence, but when it's like eight, nine, ten guys, all are falling, it was like, all right, so again, that may have been the Easterby effect, I don't know, but um, no, I mean, it's look, it's not a good look for a, a guy like Jalen Carter, who's considered to be a, a, this elite-level talent, um, that, you know, again, like, drunk and, and doing something foolish and racing your friends, if if the story had been he was, they were driving drunk, he was racing his friends, and he gets pulled over and arrested, and nobody gets hurt, I think you look at that and go, yeah, bad decision, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when the other people in the other car crash and die, that's where you, I think it's a little bit more. It's a, like if you're a team, the character concern there is a little bit more because he stopped and left the scene, like well, got out of there. Well, number one, and he again, stopped. alcohol's in effect and sure. all that. Number one, he stopped. 
It's not like a hit and run. He kept going. Number two, I can understand a young man. Well, no, it kind of is like a hit and run because they said the co- the police report said it was a single car accident right. and that nobody else was involved. Well, you and just he- said he stopped and kept going. So the car passes him. The, the, right. The other drivers pass him. Unfortunately, they get involved in a fatal car accident. Right. He passes the scene. Right. And then goes, let's get out of here. And then he thinks about, in, to some degree, I'm imagining, adrenaline, shock, alcohol, protecting his own butt, knowing that he's going to be a top five. Yeah. So I think that I think we're all selfish at a certain level when it comes to preservation of our own scenarios. Now, some more selfish than others. Right. I will grant you that. But so but, you're going to be like that on the football field? You're not going to be a team guy? Your teammates down there hurt, dying? Nah. You're about, let me get mine? You know, they're, that's they're, just what I'm saying. They're like going to the, talk to Kirby. They're going to talk to everybody around UGA. They're going to talk to his like, high Kirby school. Kirby said he's just finding out about this bull. Yeah, that's tell me that's you crap. didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know he Kirby was around the scene. Kirby needs to stop that. Come on. Kirby needs to stop that. Nick Casario and his front office staff, the scouts and the other personnel people, will most certainly do their homework, and they need to continue to do so. Homegrown talent is the key to playoff success, and I'll tell you exactly how that stacks up. More to come here on Next Up, Sports Talk 790. Yeah, I think we're focused on the Texans. We're not necessarily worried about what other teams around us are doing. I mean, you're cognizant of that, but ultimately you have to be prepared to pick wherever you're going to pick and then be prepared to pick whatever player. So i say most teams, again, not to generalize here, but most teams, wherever they pick, you probably have three or four guys that you would feel comfortable taking. So if a team is in front of you and you're only talking about one player, well, that's going to leave two or three other players. So you're either comfortable with that group of players or you're not. So... Again, you can't really get too caught up in what other teams are doing. Just try to make decisions that you feel are best for your team and your situation. Last segment of the day as we have Astros baseball right here on Sports Talk 790. That coverage to begin at 11.55. Uh, excuse me, 11.50. It was 11.55 yesterday. 11.50, Red Sox, that taking place down there at West Palm Beach. By the way, Hunter Brown pitching today, so we want to see what he does. No TV broadcast either, so you can only hear it on the radio right here on 790. I want to also say Astros against the Mets. They went eight to four yesterday. Astros score five runs in the first. Jose, Jose Abreu with a double. Corey Lee with a double. And then Hensley gets a home run. Luis Garcia on the bump yesterday. Two innings pitched. One hit allowed, sat down for 20 of his 30 pitches were strikes. That four-seam fastball was cranking up to 96 miles an hour. Look good. And not rocking the baby, no problem. He's fine. So, Correct. But uh, but I mentioned it was against Quintana because that's, that's one of the Mets' aces. That's one of their big dogs. You know, it was one like spring training, the eighth, the eighth pitcher in the in the bullpen. Like that was a good pitcher the Astros got after and whooped it, whooped that ass. Great point by you. Uh, Boston Red Sox is the opponent this afternoon. Also tonight, Rockets versus Grizzlies. John Moran in town, tough sledding for the Rockets. You get the Nuggets last night; they get smashed by twenty one, and then here comes John Morant and that group. Six p.m. tonight, right here on Sports Talk seven ninety. That coverage starts. 
over at the Toyota Center. And then 7.30 over on our sister station, AM 9.50 KPRC is what you know it as. You get Longhorn Basketball at TCU. Again, that is at 7.30 to give you uh, what's coming up here in the iHeart family. We bump back with Nick Casario live from the scouting combine. We will hear, uh, at least we as Texans fans and NFL followers, we will all hear from D'Amico Ryans at noon. The conclusion of this program, as mentioned, we won't carry it live because we have Astros baseball. However, we will mention it. I have to believe the remaining shows throughout the course of the day. We'll get to that. I'm sure we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Let me just circle back the soundbite we just heard on, on Casario. Mm-hmm. And Adam Wexler talked about it a little bit, too, yesterday. Nick Casario loves to be company man. You know, I don't know if I'd say company man, but, like, he talks in. His coach speak. He talks in riddles. GM he, You speak. never know what he's saying. Yeah. But the whole thing, he loves to defer. He loves to push out. We're not worried about what anybody else are doing. And that was kind of what he said yesterday when he they was asked, you know, what if the Bears trade the number one pick and somebody moves up and goes and gets that pick? And his whole thing was, I'm not worried what other teams do. You know, we're worried about the Houston Texans. Well, dumbass, this is the one thing you should be concerned about what other teams do. What other teams do do affect you. Yeah, because if you're sitting there yeah. too and going, Bryce Young's our guy, and somebody jumps ahead of you and takes Bryce Young, yeah. that affects you. Well, he came back later and tried to... He tried to cover himself. Maybe he sensed that he was talking crazy. Maybe he didn't when he said, you go into the process, regardless of where you pick, and you identify, which is accurate, three or four guys. So if somebody jumps ahead of you and takes one of your four, you still have two or three that you feel really good about. That's Nick Casario, general manager of the Texans. Well, we had Aaron Wilson earlier. Was I mean, he, he said almost firmly, they're taking a quarterback at two. And if it's Bryce Young, they will take. If it's Bryce Young there, they will take Bryce Young. I heard him say they're picking at two. I didn't hear him say take a quarterback. Maybe I wasn't he said listening well enough. Taking a quarterback. He said they're definitely taking a quarterback at two. I'm not so sure. But for the sake of this segment, I don't really care who they take. I have been introducing a proponent of perhaps trading back, whether that's at two. Whether that's at 12, we know that Casario just last year traded back from 13 to 15 to select Kenyon Green. And so there was something that came out in the Chronicle that caught my attention. Gordon, you tell me how you feel about it. Uh, Houston Chronicle writer Brooks Cabina put this out there and it just references the importance of homegrown drafted talent. So, for the sake of time, I'll speed through this thing. It says, essentially, every NFL team that qualified for the playoffs this year, all 14 of them, players who were drafted by the teams they played for held a total snap share of nearly 56%. In other words, homegrown players accounted for more than half of the playing time for the league's most successful teams. You're trying to get to the playoffs? You need to have young guys on the roster that you drafted, and a lot of them. Cowboys led the way, nearly 72% of their snaps. Uh, Buccaneers, Buccaneers, they won a playoff game and sent a man to retirement. Buccaneers second, (laughs) Vikings third. Don't trigger me, Gordy. One and done. Don't trigger me, Gordy. Let's stay focused here. We get all the way down here. How do the Texans stack up to playoff teams in terms of percentage rookies play for you? Rookies on the Texans roster this past year played just 30%. Actually drafted by the Texans, it drops down to 23%. Casario has to understand. Now, he said this, a quote from Casario. He downplays the the disparity between homegrown drafted talent. 
Casario says, I don't care less, or I could care less, whether we draft them, whether they're free agents, or whether they're undrafted free agents. It's about overhauling the roster with strategy and building the roster through limitations that he inherited upon his arrival. He's mean like, look, I've had to overcome these things. We're now in a healthy position. So he's not necessarily hell-bent. Now, Vikings general manager Kwasi Adolfo Mensa says trading down is a good idea because obviously you want to make sure you build through the draft because you want them in your building understanding your core. No. Also be my franchise quarterback. I'm taking a quarterback at two. Oh, you can This is why. Can I say this? This is one of the things that you and I are just going to go around and around and around yeah. about. Well, the, All, whole, the whole city of Houston agrees with me. They don't, actually. Because <laughs> NFL pundits and people that I talk to, and we're coming to the phone lines. I'm glad you said that. We're going to go to the phone lines. Uh, Reggie, Andy, I see you. The bottom line for me, and, and I heard you as I was reading this article. This is why the Texans, who I keep seeing, and I'm seeing multiple outlets, some outlets say they have 12 picks, some say they have 11. It doesn't matter to me. The bottom line is when I look at the roster, they don't have enough pieces. Let's go to the phone line real quick. We'll knock out these couple calls, and then we'll get ready for some Astros baseball. Let's go out and talk to Reggie Ridge on the NFL Draft. What's up, Reg? Hey, how's it going, Stan? All right, what's up, man? Hey, Stan, quick. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, how is it that before the draft, all these reports come out, and they've already had this information pertaining to the tackle for Georgia, man? They already knew this stuff. It seems like every year right before the draft, a story like this comes out. And who's the one that's putting these stories out so so close to the draft? Not just hang up and listen. It was Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They got it from somebody and, Appreciate and you, they Rich. put it out there. That the details that he was out, that he was near the scene, but then the chain reaction, they put that out there, and then an hour later, the Athens PD issues a warrant for his arrest. Like, okay, you had that information before, right? Like, you're not just finding that out from the newspaper, right? Yeah, it's one of those unfortunate deals where you just don't know locally what took place. I choose to tear on the side of allowing the justice system and law enforcement to do their deal. Obviously, we have a checks and balances system with social media, with the responsibility of folks like us, Gordy, in the media. So I will be interested to see what the word are, what the word is and what people's sentiments are coming out of Indianapolis as it relates to Jalen Carter. I imagine his legal team, uh, his agents, attorneys, his PR people, they will begin to craft a statement to protect him or and to protect his draft stock, which I can understand. So with that being said, we're going to get ready to get out of here. We got Astros baseball. Appreciate all of you in Houston for being part of what we're doing. Thanks for Reggie Reds for the call. Aaron Wilson, contributor to Sports Talk 790. We also know him over at KPRC2. Steven Jackson, thanks to him for dropping by the show. Great, great podcast. All the smoke. He and Matt Barnes, they're teaming up with Paul Pierce. They'll be out at New Caney. They got a nice contest going on out there. We'll talk more about that. Gordy, appreciate you, sir. Trey Campbell, appreciate you. Check out the podcast, sports790.com. That part, at Stan Sportsman, at Chris Gordy. Of course, we are at Sports Talk 790 as we get ready for some Astros baseball. Appreciate you, sir. Let's do it again tomorrow. Y'all be well. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.